Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Inner Monologue, with me, Olivia Neal. How are we all? Today's episode, is, I'm actually, I quite enjoyed this episode. I have quite a lot to update you guys on. I delve into how I nearly got murdered in an Ibiza club, how I fell asleep in the airport for three hours and missed my flight, how I had to pay some random Spanish 50-year-old man 100 euros to get my phone back literally the most terrifying experience of my entire life like honestly worse than the, like almost being murdered in an Ibiza club and we also do a few he's a 10 but he wears skinny jeans we do a few of them also if you guys haven't followed the inner monologue channel on spotify please do you can also leave a rating it would mean so much to me anyway love you let's get into the episode oh my god guys do i have quite a lot to update you on this week so as you know, if you listened to my last week's episode, I went back to Ibiza this weekend. And I feel like the first time I went to Ibiza, I didn't have that much to update you on. But this time was literally carnage. And I just like, every time something kept happening to me, I was like, oh my God, I need to remember this so I can tell my podcast. Because like I was kind of drunk. So I was like, I, there is a very high likelihood of me forgetting this moment. But I must remember this. I must drop this down in my notes so I can tell my podcast. Sometimes my notes literally like are crazy because I just write down certain words. Like, for example... The things I had jotted down to tell you guys today is reading ginger guy flight boyfriend. Like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? I actually can't decipher it because I obviously know the meaning behind it all. But, like, I just had to tell you. Oh, my God. Like, it's incredible, these stories. So, let, let's just start from the beginning. Went to Ibiza for my friend's birthday. We sat in a nice little hotel. It was a very wholesome hotel. We only went out, I think, like... We went to one beach club and one club. Both of those experiences were quite overwhelming, so I needed to share... So the first time we went out was on my friend's birthday. We went to a beach club with her dad because her dad, like, oh, you know, like the parents like go to Ibiza. I actually like kind of sometimes wish my parents were like this. I mean, I love my parents wouldn't change for the world, but like, you know, like parents who are like kind of into that whole like partying scene and like always have like tables and stuff. I, I don't, actually have never really encountered that before I moved to London. And then a few of my friends, like parents actually do go to Ibiza. And I was like, that is just so insane to me. Like my parents would never. And also like people's parents go to like festivals. Like my my parents, you wouldn't catch them dead in a festival. I think actually like, when I went to Glastonbury, I ran my mum and told her all about it. She was like, I think me and the girls might go next year, Olivia. And I was like, that is so rogue. I just cannot imagine my mum at a festival. But like, it's quite a normal thing for people in England. Anyway. My friend's dad, whose birthday it was, her name's Edie, Edie's dad, had like rented out this table at a beach club in Ibiza and he had some of his friends there and then us three girls went to see him and spend the day with him, have a few drinks. He had like a proper like table behind the DJ and all, it was very, very bougie. Anyway, get there. I was kind of drunk. We'd just gone and got like tattoos and tooth gems. I didn't get any tattoos because obviously after my first time getting a tattoo, I was like, there's just no fucking point again because it's probably just going to fall off my body. Like I genuinely think my body just rejects tattoos. Also probably is because I got it at the bottom of my toe and I don't know what I was expecting because like I don't wear socks. So I was just rubbing that toe on every surface I could ever find. So of course it was going to fall off. So I didn't get a tattoo, but I did get a little tooth gem. Quite cute. And then we went to this beach club. I had lots of drinks. I had margaritas. They like bought like bottles of drinks. So like it was just like free flowing. Like there was literally a man standing there just like f- like pouring our drinks every time we, like finish our drinks so it's pretty drunk at this point and I always like I know you should never post someone on your story that is not consenting to be on your story I know that's a really bad thing to do and I usually never ever do that but I was super drunk you know what it is I feel like everyone kind of does that like if you see something kind of wacky on the street you would video it you would put it on your private story you wouldn't usually put it on your main story and I think I was just like a bit drunk so I was like oh this is a funny story let me put it on my main it wasn't because this person did not consent to being in it but basically I was in the club, in the on the beach club, and there was a few tables over. There was this guy who I thought, okay, not reflecting on it, I don't think he actually did, but I thought he looked really like Logan Paul. And I, like, took a photo and, like, captioned it, OMG, Logan Paul at the table beside us. 
And everyone in this club, by the way, was like not English. There were a lot. Well, actually, I'm sure there was a few English people, but like everyone, anyone I could hear or see was all like Spanish. I just kind of thought like this was like a random Spanish man. Like he is never. Actually, that's such a lie. He was ginger. I kind of knew he wasn't Spanish, but I just, I just, I didn't really think there would be any consequences to it. There was a few funny replies being like OMG and Andrew Tate behind him because there was like a guy that looked like Andrew Tate behind him. Like I just, it was, it was meant to be funny, but also I shouldn't have posted it because I should. Obviously, I don't know who that man might have not wanted to be put on my story and that was actually the case because anyway I forget that I posted that story it was about an hour later I was getting drunker and drunker so like that was not on the forefront of my mind that that story and I was um sitting with my back to like the I don't know like the the public area where you could walk like not the table and I I get like an angry tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's the Logan Paul guy and he was from Liverpool by the way like the way he was speaking I could obviously tell he's from Liverpool and I just kind of find the Liverpool accent a little bit intimidating sometimes like just like when you're when, when someone's angry I'm from Liverpool it's kind of like scarier but he was like, you're a fucking prostitute. <laughs> I'm a what? And he was like, I didn't say, I actually didn't say anything because I was fucking petrified. Like no words came out of my mouth. But he was like, call me a prostitute. And then said, if you don't delete that story right now, I'm going to stab you. Can you imagine? Like, here's little me. I was wearing like this little white lace floral top and like long denim shorts out with my friend Edie and her dad for her birthday. And this man just told me he was going to stab me. I was literally in shock. I mean, you know what? Complete karma because I shouldn't have posted a story without someone consenting to it and that's what you fucking get. But is that what you get? Do you get threatened to be murdered for posting a story? I'm also like... No harm, like he was not as good looking as Logan Paul, so it was a fucking compliment to him. But anyway, I didn't say anything. I was literally shocked, and like, like I turned around, like with tears in my eyes, and my friend Edie, like, like looked over to see, like, just to be like, what the fuck? And he like had this big scar from the corner of his mouth up to his ear, like, like a Joker scar, and he like. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to do it to show you right now, but you can't see me. But he like basically like dragged his like fist along the scar to be like, this is what I'm gonna do to you. It was, it was petrifying. And this was like 4pm in like a really fancy Ibiza club, like beach club. I was like, what is going on? So like, I was like, obviously, well, I didn't actually cry. I like tried to like suck back the tears so much because it was my friend's birthday and I didn't want like to ruin her birthday because I stupidly posted a story of a randomer. So I didn't cry, but there was like tears in my eyes and I was like so shaken up because I've just like never been threatened to be stabbed by an... Like, obviously, I would hope a lot of people haven't been threatened to be stabbed. But like, that's just quite an intense thing. And I just never thought that anyone would like threaten to murder me. Also, like, I, I know he wasn't realistically gonna stop me, but, like, it was kind of scary from this, like, fucking 35-year-old Liverpool man telling me he was gonna stop me. Oh, my God, honestly terrifying. I quickly went and deleted the story, but I was like, also, what's so wrong with it? Like, why would I... You know what? Completely my fault. I shouldn't have posted it. I, I'm putting my hands up, guys. I'm taking responsibility. Maybe I should have been stabbed, but terrifying. Actually terrifying. And then we had, like, tell the security guards to be like, hey, guys, like, my wee friend here has just been, like... <laughs> threatened to be murdered so can you keep an eye out just in case anyone plunges at her with a knife and that was the end of that story um oh my god and then we went to like a club that night we went to pasha which is like one like i think like one of the biggest clubs in ibiza and we got in again Edie's dad like got us a table and he was coming with us for her birthday and as we got in he was just standing there and i was like oh fuck i can't do this i was like so on edge and we stayed there for five minutes and i was like guys like we need to leave i mean everyone kind of wanted to leave because it was like a techno night and like it just like it was such a big club obviously they have like an amazing sound system so like it was just like pounding techno i could like feel it in my heart like i'm not a big techno fan anyway so i just like i was like yeah we're leaving and we all left and that was my encounter with that scary liverpool guy honestly like, maybe he was like lying to his wife or something about where he was maybe he was not supposed to be and i'm gonna be 
Ibiza the beach club and that's why he was so fuming at me. I don't know, maybe he was on drugs. It's honestly like, it's a fucking mystery. Terrifying though. And also I was like, you know what? Him like drawing his fist against his score is actually kind of losery because clearly he's been stabbed. He didn't stab, like he didn't stab himself. So like, why are you trying to flex to me that you've been stabbed? Anyway, <laughs> fuck you, whoever threatened to stab me. I really didn't enjoy that. Kind of soiled my day. The second story from Ibiza was on my last night. Me and my friend Edie were like, you know what? We weren't going to go out because I had a flight at like 11 a.m. the next day. I was actually going back to Belfast because it was my dad's birthday. And I was going to surprise him. I'd only told my sister I was coming back. So she was going to come pick me up from the airport. And my dad's been like begging me to come home. So I was really, really looking forward to it. I honestly feel like I could have got a few tears out of him as well. So I was really, really looking forward to seeing him. And I'd booked a flight the day before all my friends going back from Ibiza. Just, I don't know, because it was my dad's birthday. So... It was the night before. Obviously, Edie wasn't leaving. She was leaving in like two days and it was only me that was getting a flight. And I was like, you know what, guys? I've packed my bag. Um, I don't have to leave until 9am tomorrow. Let me just, let's just go out. Like, we're in Ibiza. Why not? Big mistake. Shouldn't have done that. So I went out and we went to Pasha again because we knew like loads of people going. Uh, it was honestly so fun. I mean, I don't remember any of it because I was, I was pretty pretty drunk my problem is that once I get a little bit drunk I find it hard to be like you know what let me go home now because it would be the responsible thing to do like like I should stop drinking now I should maybe have some water like I just really struggle to do that because I'm too drunk at that point to do that do you know what I mean so like just like if I get drunk I'm getting really really drunk got really really drunk but it was incredible because it was like 80s music oh guys I actually can't explain I it was I also just think I was really drunk and that's why I was enjoying it that much but it was like ABBA and like the Bee Gees and, oh my god it was incredible it was just like the best time ever and I lost my phone so my phone disappeared at one point. I was like, okay, great. So then by the time we got back, it was so late because everything happens in Europe so late. Like we didn't go to dinner that night until like half 10. And then we didn't like go from dinner to like the people's house that we were like praying with until one. So we didn't get to the club until I bought like three by the time the taxis came. Like everything is just so late because usually in London by three, like you're home in bed. But like, because everything's just like happens later. And when you're, I always say in Europe, but that's how I sound like a fucking American. Like, where do you mean in Europe? Do you mean Birmingham or Ibiza? But like in like, you know, the warm countries in Europe, everything just happens late. So I didn't get back until like fucking 6am. Obviously was so drunk at this point, had lost my phone. I was like, what do I do? Basically, I just decided, you know what, we were tracking my phone and find my friends. It was still in Ibiza. I, I kind of came to the conclusion that a taxi driver had obviously just taken it, had left it in a taxi or something. So my friends, Edie and Millie were like, you go, go back to Belfast, surprise your dad, we'll go get your phone and we'll bring it back to London tomorrow. So I get my bags, I go off to the airport with no phone, I had to like stand in line and get my boarding pass, by the way, still drunk at this point, um, I stood in line to get my boarding pass and made it to the gate, made it past security, but at this point I was like two and a half hours early for my flight, and I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do, like I still feel kind of drunk, <laughs> like I have to wait two and a half hours here, I was obviously exhausted because I hadn't slept yet, so I went to Burger King, got 20 chicken nuggets, vegan chicken nuggets, don't get it twisted, and I went to the gate and I just put my apple headphones on because they're like noise cancelling i had a few chicken nuggets and i fell asleep on top of my bag i wake up so disoriented <laughs> i was like where the fuck am i i asked someone nearby because i didn't have my phone i asked someone nearby hey what time is it oh yeah it's half 12 my plane took off at half 11 can you imagine can you imagine the panic that just like came within on me like I oh my god I actually like my heart's beating when I'm thinking about it now because like the panic I just I didn't have any I didn't have a phone I couldn't ring anyone I couldn't I didn't have a card so I couldn't buy a new flight I was just absolutely fucked and then so I went up to like someone that worked at the airport and I was like what do I do like I've just missed my flight I've never missed my flight before like this is my first I I, I missed a flight a couple times when I've been like in bed and it's been an early morning flight and I'm like fuck it I'm not going I'm booking a later one or I'm changing it to a later one that's happened before but I've never gone to the airport 
airport and missed my flight. So like honestly, I just had no idea what to do. And I was asking these people, and they were obviously Spanish. Like they didn't really know what the fuck I was saying. And also, I was crying at this point. So they're like, "Is this bitch okay?" Like I, I literally probably looked like a crazy person, like running around. I had this bag, um, because I, I was having a carry on, but it's so fucking heavy, so I could barely walk with this bag. I was crying my eyes out. I probably looked like shit because I basically come from a night out. I'd just woken up, and I was being like, "Ah, oh, I don't know where to go. I'm like, I have no flight. Where am I going to go? Like it's my dad's birthday." And everyone was like, "What the fuck is this girl doing?" Anyway, they were like, "Oh, you need to leave." the airport and I was like what and they're like follow the green lights and I was like what the fuck is this kind of are they giving me riddles right now anyway I go to the toilet in the airport and I had a like a proper panic attack probably because I was hungover and I had no phone and I just didn't know what to do and I've never been like that helpless before in my life I then gathered myself together and just like went and found my way out of the airport. Honestly, the most confusing thing ever. Like who knew that you could leave the airport after security? I just didn't know that was a thing. And I got a taxi back to the hotel and I was able to get money from my, like the hotel and like give it to the taxi man. So I, <laughs> my friends were on our balcony of our room and they saw me like walk up the drive to the hotel, like not able to walk because of my bag, just like sobbing my eyes out. And they're like, girl, what the fuck happened? Anyway, so I got back to the hotel at this point. I was back in my room. I had booked a flight to London that night because there was no other flights to Belfast. So I couldn't even make it home for my dad's birthday, which is so sad. But I booked a flight back to London like for that night. And we kept ringing my phone, like, just ringing it and ringing it, trying to get someone to pick up because like, we could literally see it moving. Like, we knew someone had my phone. Eventually, some man answers it and was like, hello. And we were like, hi, like, this is my phone. Like, can we pay you to, like, come bring it to the hotel? And he was like, um, bear in mind, like, I think that's a very small island. Like, it's going to cost you, like, 40 quid max to get from one side to the other in a taxi. I'm pretty sure I could be chatting shit. But anyway, I didn't, I never paid over, like, 30 quid for a taxi the whole time I was there. And he was like, yes, I bring it to you, but for money. And we were like, oh, okay. Like, I, I just wanted my phone at this point. I was like, okay. So I gave him the address for a hotel. About, like, two hours later, some, like, random man shows up at our hotel like a like 50 year old man I, I honestly oh it's giving me the fear of thinking about it. like some spanish 50 year old man and i walked up to him and i was like hi like he's like i want money and i was like i don't have any cash like can i paypal you and he's like no cash only i bring you to an atm and i was like right okay so i follow this man away also by the way my friends didn't come with me they were like you know what this is your fucking mess girl fix it like they were sitting by the pool so i had to like follow this man i probably reflecting on it should have brought someone with me because it was terrifying but i get into this man's car and there was like three children in the back screaming and this woman and I literally didn't even look at them I was like I, I can't like what the fuck am I doing I'm about to be kidnapped murdered or like, I just don't know what was going on and he drove me like 10 minutes in silence to this um ATM I eventually get money oh he wanted a hundred euros uh, honestly fucking hell like worst day of my life and then drives me back to the hotel I was like you know what kind of thankful that I have my phone but like I just saw my life like flash for my eyes but honestly at that point I was like murder me I just don't care I kind of wish that guy stabbed me in the Ibiza day club because, like, this is too much for me to handle. Bit dramatic, okay? Did just miss a flight and lost my phone and got it back and everything turned out fine in the end. I did get a flight back to London. <laughs> so, like, I need to stop complaining. But honestly, like, I've just never felt more panicked in my life. And it was honestly just because I was probably hungover. But terrifying, guys. Would not recommend to your friend. Don't travel hungover on your own with no phone. It's not going to work out. Also then, to top things off, I got my phone back and I went through my DMs and someone texted me being like, hey girl, um, just saw you like sleeping in the Ibiza airport and you just put on your story that you missed your flight. Like we were kind of debating whether or not to wake you up, but we decided not to. And I was like, <laughs> please, okay, this is a public service announcement. If you ever see me asleep, 
at any airport, please just wake me up because nine times out of ten I will be missing my flight. Those noise cancelling headphones are fucking dangerous. Like I could sleep anywhere. I used to be terrible at sleeping, like on planes and stuff and in cars. But with those noise cancelling headphones, they're incredible. Like you don't realize how like how much the noise stops you from sleeping on planes and in airports apparently because now I can fall asleep in airports. But I made it home, alas. Apart from like the actually like traumatic stuff that happened in Ibiza, it was honestly so fun. I love it. We'll actually go again next week, but I'm I'm not letting myself anymore. That's enough holidays for me this summer. Also, I want to update you guys. I I started reading. I asked you guys for book recommendations a couple episodes ago, and you all gave me so much, so many recommendations. So I bought my first book. Not my first book. That's so stupid. I have read books before. I used to be obsessed, like Jacqueline Wilson books. I've read every single one of her books, and like the Michael Moore Perga ones. And remember Enid Blyton? Am I? Is, are you guys too young for that? I don't know. But anyway. I bought my first book. I got Verity by Colleen Hoover. Holy fuck. I finished the whole book within 24 hours. It was so good. I have never been like that. What do you call it? I can't think of the word like mesmerized. I don't want to say mesmerized, but you know what I'm trying to say by a book. Is it engulfed? Oh my God, I was sucked in. I know I've got a proper reading bug. Also, you know what? So I texted my friend, Lila, because she's the one that was like telling me about all the books she's been reading. It was like Lila and Lola. They were telling me all these books and I was just sitting there like, oh my God, am I dumb? Like I've never felt like dumb in my life, but like for the first time in my life that these girls are speaking about all these like books and like dissecting the meaning behind them and the characters where they were written and I just couldn't like I, could, I was like what the fuck are these people saying and I was like I need to like I feel like I had a disadvantage here I need to start reading so I texted Lila after like I read the book and I was like when did books become so sensual like if you've read a Colleen Hoover book you'll know what I mean but like sorry the last time I read a book was Animal Farm for GCSE English language so like obviously I didn't know that books were like were like this these days but like I was sitting like I was sitting on the airplane. I had two bottles of white wine because this was on the way to Ibiza, not on the way back. Oh my god, like, I will never be touching drink again after Ibiza. But on the way there, I had two bottles of wine because I was going straight to a party after. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna pray by myself on the plane. And I was reading this book, and I was like, oh my god, I feel like a fucking like I feel like a mum. Like, do you remember that thing when like mums were reading like Fifty Shades of Grey? And I was, I never really got it. I was like, why are they doing that? But no, I get it. I just felt like a 50-year-old woman, like two bottles of white wine down, reading an erotic book on a plane. Like, what the fuck was I doing? Honestly, incredible. Cannot recommend the book Verity by Colleen Hoover enough. I'm currently reading Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover because I'm a fucking reader now. Thank you guys for your recommendations. I'm really enjoying Colleen Hoover. I'm going to read It Ends With Us next. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry if you don't read because it's probably so boring for you. But I'm actually, this is good for you. If you don't read and I'm talking about this right now and you kind of don't care, this is good because... I needed someone to be talking about reading in front of me to encourage me to read because it's honestly a whole new world. Like, I didn't download any movies for the whole time I was travelling to and from Ibiza. I just read the entire time and it was so good. It's like your own movie inside your head. Sorry to whoever's been reading for years and already knew this stuff, but it's like a fucking revelation for me. Amazing. Gonna get like honestly, I'm just so excited to be in this new chapter of my life. <laughs> but yeah, that is like all the update I have. Sorry, that was like such a big update for you guys. Um, you probably like did not care at all, but like I just had to tell someone because like there was I still feel anxious. Like yesterday, oh my god, and then oh I left out another big important part. So before I went to the airport, like when I was drunk and I'd lost my phone, I rang my boyfriend off my friend's phone and was like, uh, this is what's happening. I'm not replying to your text because I don't have my phone. I'm away to get a plane now with no phone. Probably like I just don't know what's gonna happen. And he was like oh my god do you want me to come to Belfast and meet you at the airport and then we can just spend the day in Belfast like with your dad together and I was like that would be so nice right now like because I felt just so fragile you know when you feel really fragile you just need someone to cuddle you and I was like yeah please do that so he was like okay I'll get a flight to Belfast 
So, of course, I get back from the airport then after missing my flight, having a fucking panic attack. And I get into the, the hotel and I ring my boyfriend off my friend's phone again, being like, I didn't make my flight. And he was like, they just closed the fucking door on my plane. And I was like, oh, my God. So my boyfriend is on a plane now from London to Belfast to see me. And I'm not, I'm in fucking Ibiza. Like, can you imagine? And also, so then I had to get my flight back from Belfast to London that night. The boys spent 12 hours flying to and from Belfast and I didn't even go to Belfast. So yeah, like, that was just another thing that just went wrong that day. Like, the, the fucking domino effect that all happened from, like, me going out the night before my flight. It's, it should be a lesson learned. I mean, it's just like when you're in a like, come on, come on. What else are you supposed to do? Do you expect me to have a, like a quiet? I mean, I actually did have a few quiet nights in Ibiza. I'm very much I'm not like a like a many day in a row clubbing thing. You know that guy about me, guys. I'm not I'm I'm not good at two nights in a row. So I did have a few nights in, but like I hadn't been out at this point for like three days, and I was like, I don't want to go back to London having gone out once in Ibiza. Like that's a little bit ridiculous, Olivia. Come on. So I think you know what was it worth it? Maybe no, it wasn't, guys. It wasn't. I'm just trying to make myself feel better right now. Okay, for today's, like, the bulk of the podcast, sorry, I, like, I literally just chatted so much about me, and I'm really sorry. I think I might be a little bit self-obsessed sometimes with the amount of time I speak about myself, but it's honestly, like, I actually usually don't talk about myself that much, but, like, that was just, like, an eventful few days, and I needed to share it with you guys, okay? <laughs> sorry, okay? Um, I needed to get it off my chest, but anyway, I thought for today, like, obviously it's a bit of a trend at the minute, being like, he's a 10, but, I don't know, he's a 10, but... He wears skinny jeans. And then you'd say, I would say, he's a fucking minus five. <laughs> okay, that's so, that's so like, hurtful. Because I actually don't really mind skinny jeans anymore. You know, I actually wrote, I don't mind, like, a very, like, a fitted jean. I don't know why we're getting into this, because, like, this is meant to be just an example. But I'm actually just going to use it as one. Like, skinny jeans, okay, we've always said it's a big ick. And if he wears them, he's, like, a four. But I actually don't mind a fitted jean. I think it's quite, it's quite high fashion. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit YSL, like, I don't know why I'm getting into this. <laughs> but um, the only thing I hear is, like, for example, David and Ekin, they came out of the Love Island Villa the other day after winning. Congratulations to them, absolutely loved them. But he was wearing the, like, the worst jeans I've ever seen in my life and almost it stole away from the fact that he won Love Island for me. I, I couldn't even be happy for him because of the jeans he was wearing. They looked like they were spray-painted on. They also came up to, like, just below, like literally just below the knee. They were that fucking cuffed. And I was like, how can you possibly think this is a good look, Davide? Come on, look me in the eye. This is not you. This is not you. <laughs> but yeah, that's, like, a trend at the minute. So I thought we could do it on the podcast today. So I asked you guys, he's a 10, but... Comes in, he's a 10, but he smokes cigarettes. And I actually chose this one because it reminded me of, like, obviously everyone... Why is that? Everyone in, like, Europe smokes cigarettes. It's a very European thing. Does anyone in America smoke cigarettes? I have an auntie that lives in America and she smokes cigarettes. So maybe, like, that, it is a thing there. But I just feel like I never really see anyone in America smoking cigarettes. Oh, my God. If you're American and you've ever seen anyone smoking cigarettes, let me know. Because I feel like it's just not really... Has it hit there yet? Has it already hit there and it's not a thing there? Or is it a thing and I'm just stupid? I don't really spend a lot of time in America, so I wouldn't really know. I'm actually planning on going to America at Halloween. I want to go to LA for Halloween. I just think it'll be hilarious. I just want to see how the people live there. But anyway... um. Yeah, obviously, whenever I was, like, in Ibiza, and honestly, when you go anywhere for, like, summer holiday in Europe, it's, like, everyone is smoking cigarettes, and it's, like, it's a, it's a weird phenomenon, but you know what? I kind of, I, like, I don't want to admit this, because it's honestly shameful, but it's also, also not shameful. I don't know why smoking is so frowned upon, because it also, like, it's is it not just the same as alcohol? Both are really bad for you, but they're both legal. So, like, what's, why am I, like, shying away from it? But basically, I was in France, in Saint-Tropez, and everyone around me was smoking cigarettes. And I'm I'm not, like, a cigarette smoker. I hate it. I remember whenever I was younger and I first started going out and I was, like, 16, I used to buy, like, a 20-deck and finish the whole thing. 
like when I went out clubbing and I it, it was never like a sober thing I mean it was a sober thing a couple of times I was like 13 I would steal them from like my brother and sister and I would go to the playing fields near us and I would like put on like Drake and smoke my cigarette and feel like I was like Effie from Skins I don't know why because Drake doesn't really match that aesthetic but anyway that was like the only time I would do it sober oh my god and sometimes I would go to like car parks with my friends after school and we would like sit on the top floor of the car park and we were like this is the coolest thing ever and it was so bad I hated it so much I did not like cigarettes I've never really liked them but anyway I was in Saint-Tropez and everyone all these like really cool hot people were smoking cigarettes and I was just sat there with a fucking vape because we all know I've admitted it before I smoke these stupid little vapes and it's so lame because the only time it's acceptable is if you smoke cigarettes and you want to stop smoking cigarettes so you like start vaping instead because I think vapes are slightly less bad for you I mean it's not really known at all because actually they probably give you popcorn lung and it hasn't really been investigated properly because it hasn't been around long enough for them to like find out the long-term effects so like they're probably actually really bad for you and will probably kill all of us and it's so weird that we're all obsessed with them and it's a bit of like an epidemic honestly a vape epidemic and I do not stand by them at all but like I will put my hands up and say I'm I, I do <laughs> use them and it's embarrassing okay and do not do not do what I do do what I say is that a saying I think it might be because I think they're disgusting and I think they're embarrassing and I think it's really cringe that we're all walking around with these like Blue ice, blueberry, bubble gum, raspberry, literal fucking strawberry, everything. <laughs> Vapes. Like, grow up. We need to grow up. They look like USBs and it's embarrassing. But I'm addicted, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not everyone's perfect, okay? But anyway, yeah. I was sitting there with my stupid little vape and all these people were smoking their cool cigarettes in Saint-Tropez and they were all so cool. It's not cool, okay? It gives you lung cancer. I do not romanticise them, but I romanticised them in that moment. And I was peer pressured, but I peer pressured myself because no one was trying to make me smoke. And I started having a few cigarettes in Saint-Tropez and they're making me feel sick, guys. I hated it so much, but I was like, whoa, am I cool? And I was like, oh my God, what have I turned into? Like, I caught myself like a couple days later after I'd been having a few. And I was like, this is fucking embarrassing, Olivia, because you're not smoking them for fun. You're smoking them because you think it's cool and it's not cool. And the fact that you're doing it because you think that it makes you look cool makes it so, so uncool, even more uncool than smoking is. Smoking is not cool. But, like, it's just funny to see, the, like, the really cool European people do it. It's just, like, no, it's bad. It's terrible. Stop. And I, I stopped very soon after. Because I was like, this is embarrassing. I wasn't even enjoying it. Yeah, but that was my smoking cigarette story. <laughs> I don't know why I shared that. I had to get it off my chest. I felt like I was hiding it from you. But, yeah, whoa, crazy. Crazy time of my life there, that couple days. I was, like, drinking rosé and smoking cigarettes. And I was like, this is... Whoa, I feel I, I felt kind of cool but it was not cool terrible I was like it is so weird though that smoking cigarettes is like so frowned is it so frowned upon I feel like it is like it's very frowned upon but then like YouTubers and TikTokers will like talk about like how much alcohol they drink and they will do shots on camera but then the second if anyone like smokes a cigarette or like smokes a vape on camera it's all of a sudden like oh my god you're a terrible influence that's always like made me like so confused why like alcohol is so not frowned upon do you know what I mean because it's terrible for you. It, like, ruins your liver and, like, it's... I don't know. I don't know. But, yes, a boy smoking a cigarette, What does that make him more than a 10 or less than a 10? <sighs> I don't know. I should say less than 10. I should say it makes him a 1 because it's terrible for you and it gives you lung cancer and it's it's not nice. Like, they don't... I don't like the smell of cigarettes on people's breath and it stinks up your house and it makes your teeth yellow and your fingernails black. And I remember my P4 teacher used to smoke and, like, after, like, um, she'd go out for a smoke break at lunch and then she'd, like, call someone up to, like, mark their work and I would I would dread her calling me up because if I had to go up to her desk and smell her cigarette breath, it would honestly, like, ruin my fucking day. 
So it definitely doesn't, like, it, it shouldn't make a boy more than 10, but there's just something about a really sexy boy sitting there with a cigarette. Don't lie, okay? Don't be like, no, it's it's really unattractive smoking because when a sec- like, yeah, when young Leonardo DiCaprio is smoking a cigarette, it's fucking hot. It depends, okay? Maybe it makes them like an eight, but I, I'm not getting, not, it's not detrimental to me. A, a boy smoking a vape is literally a minus five. How many people that vape do you know that say, I could stop, I just don't want to? Because that's me. I could stop, honestly. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not addicted to them. Oh, it's embarrassing and it's so unattractive. And if a boy vapes, I find it really unattractive, but who am I to judge? He's a 10, but he smokes cigarettes. He's probably still a 10, as much as I hate him. You know what? A cigarette is like every now and then, I don't mind if a boy does, but if it's like chain smoking, like, you know, when boys like smoke in their bed and stuff, like that makes me feel sick. I don't like that. If it's like when they're going out on a walk or something, then I'll, I'll deal with it. And it's probably like, it makes him probably like a 12, like a social smoker. I'm not offended by that. Maybe, yeah, I quite like that. But if a boy smokes a vape, it's immediately minus two. Someone said he's a 10, but he smells like B.O. This is hard, guys. Okay. Everything that, like, icks and stuff and he's a 10, but stuff, all, like, it matters to me the timeline. So if I've just met someone and I'm, I'm like we've maybe, like, gone on our first date and he rakes a B.O., it's immediately... I know from me I don't like that but like you know what's like fucked I was like thinking about this the other day I was like lying about my boyfriend and I've de- definitely like had this sensation before I've experienced this before where someone like I love and I'm like hanging out with them and they smell like B.O. Now, this is actually really weird I don't know I don't know if I should say this but like sometimes like oh my god I think I might throw up I like kind of like the smell of people's B.O. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, stop. Take that away. No, don't take it away. Because, I'm, you know what? I'm just being honest. I'm being candid with you guys. If I love someone, I don't mind the smell of their BO. Shoot me, okay? If that's a crime, take me away. Lock me up. It's not offensive to me. Like, if I wake up in the morning and my boyfriend smells a bit like BO, I'm not going to be like, ew, go sure. I'm just like, I'm not, okay, I'm not putting my nose under there and, and sniffing it, but I'm just not offended by the smell, okay? Is that weird? Maybe. Maybe it's a universal thing and people just are afraid to admit it. You know, but I love the smell of my own BO. Oh my God, if I like haven't showered in like a day and I sniff my armpits, it's honestly a fucking heaven to me. It's like when people smell their own BO, I love it. When people smell their own farts, like don't lie, you've touched it off on yourself before. You have farted and then smelt under the duvet, okay? I will not hear that you haven't because you're just lying to yourself. I know everyone has. It's like, I sometimes just love the smell of myself. So like whenever, I think it's because like maybe like I just like, I love myself. I don't love myself. I literally hate myself all the time. But um, like, I feel like it's the same sensation. Like sometimes I like smelling my own BO and sometimes I like smelling the person I love's BO. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm putting this on the internet. This is the problem with this podcast. Like it just feels like no one's actually going to hear this apart from me and you. But like in reality, anyone could listen to this. What if in like 10 years time, I'm single and I really like like this boy and I want to like get with him and he listens to this. He's literally going to run for the fucking hills. Like this is going to like, this is detrimental to like myself, my career, my love life, my future, this whole podcast, but I kind of love it. I've literally never been this open with anyone before except for in front of you. Okay, this is enough. <laughs> Someone said he's a 10, but he watches Emma Chamberlain. He is a 100 million dollar boy. I love when a boy like gets interested in your interests, do you know what I mean? So like I like really struggle to 
not watch something while I eat. Like, I literally need to be watching a YouTube video. Even, like, so on my own, like, I used to obviously just, like, always be on my own because I didn't really have a boyfriend. Like, I would just spend, like, all my meal times on my own. Like, I would eat breakfast on my own, eat lunch, my dinner on my own. So, like, it was more for, like, a, like, a, I just didn't want to sit there and eat in silence. Like, that was, like, a really weird concept to me. So, I would always have my YouTube video on to, like, feel like I was eating with someone. That sounds really sad, but, like, it's just a like, normal thing. Like, everyone, like, everyone eats breakfast on their own. Come on. It's not a sad thing, but it's just, like, it's nice because it feels like you're talking to someone. Like, I just, like, I feel like that's the main thing I like about YouTube videos is I literally feel like I'm just like chatting to someone like I'm on FaceTime to someone and um then obviously like I met my boyfriend and like we pretty much like we spend like every night together when I'm in London because it's just like you know like if your boyfriend lives 10 minutes away from you like why would you not and like it's not as if I ever have like school in the morning so like we always just have sleepovers so then in the morning we wake up and it's time for breakfast but I've gotten so used now to watching YouTube videos that, like, I can't not eat my breakfast without watching a YouTube video, even though my boyfriend's there and, like, I am with someone, so, like, I could just chat to him. But, like, I don't want to chat while I'm eating. I'm Like, this, like, my breakfast is, like, such a nice time for me. I'm eating my favourite meal of the day. I'm eating my avocado and beans on toast. All I want to do is concentrate on eating. I don't want to be talking my mouth full. I don't want, you know what I mean? I just I don't want to focus on that. I just want to be eating my favourite breakfast and watching a YouTube video okay if there's a person there or not they're just gonna have to like they're just gonna have to join in so because of that my boyfriend has started like doing my morning routine with me he eats the same thing except he doesn't have beans on it because he's normal and he watches my youtube videos with me and he's like actually really started getting into it like my favorite person to watch well like this is this is bizarre but my favorite person to watch while i eat breakfast is james charles like so weird i'm not even like into makeup that much no i am into makeup like i'm just not like I, I don't know why i don't know what my obsession with is with james charles like like I say this to my friends and like what the fuck like he's so annoying but like I I'm like I I'm I'm not obsessed with him I'm just obsessed with his videos like the high end production like quality of them like everything's just like really pleasing like it's all very crisp he's got great sound he's got great editing I just I don't know it's really satisfying to me for some reason watching his videos so yeah I watch him every morning while I eat my breakfast and like my boyfriend is like he was like a fucking like rugby player in school. Like he is not into makeup videos. He's not into James Charles at all. He's not into YouTube in general, but like he's now because of me, like started like w- obviously watching James Charles in the morning while he ate his breakfast and he started to really enjoy it. And like this morning we were eating our breakfast and he like we were watching um James Charles trying out Shark Tank makeup products and it finished and he was like, Thank you, James, for that video. And I was like, Oh my god. I might cry. Like, I actually love that, that you've just shown interest. Like, he now likes watching it in the morning. I think he likes it because he said, thank you, James, for that video. And why would he say that if he wasn't enjoying it? But, like, I think that's honestly so attractive when, like, a boy actually makes an effort, like, trying to get interested in something that you're interested in. I just think it's really nice. Um, So, like, the other day in Manchester... I was there to do like a like meet and greet thing, like like a pop-up event kind of thing for the Rimmel Mascara that I was part of the campaign of. And loads of people like came with their boyfriends and their boyfriends would all like stand, like it's all the girls, like we'd like be chatting away, we'd be getting photos and the boyfriends would just stand there like, mm, like I'm forced to watch your videos all the time because of her. And I'm like, I actually love that. I love that they just sit there and like watch my videos with their boyfriends. It's so cute. I love when boyfriends like watch YouTube with girlfriends. It's just something really wholesome about it to me. Okay, so I'm going to go now because I'm going to go bleach my eyebrows. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Can't believe I'm doing it. Um, never thought I would do it because I actually really like my eyebrows. They're very, very dark because my natural hair is very, very dark brown. But I just recently like properly like scalp bleached my hair. Like my hair is like white at the minute. And I do like a dark eyebrow and white hair, but it's just like 
bleached eyebrows are trending so it'd be fucking rude to not bleach my eyebrows do you know what i mean like when i have bleached hair i may as well so i'm gonna go home and bleach my eyebrows i'm fucking terrified for the result but wish me luck and it was lovely to speak to you guys hope you didn't mind me absolutely like offloading the chaos of the past few days onto you yeah love you and see you next week in the next episode Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia. Olivia.